ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. So this is episode 15, Freshman Days. Days is spelled D-A-Z-E. The episode originally aired April 21st, 2008. The IMDb summary is a reinstated Greek ball brings memories of freshman year for Cappy, Casey, and Evan. We learn how Cappy and Evan came from childhood friends to rivals. Casey learns how Franny stood up for her. The episode was directed by Michael Lang and written by Patrick Sean Smith and Roger Grant. IMDb went off on this uh, description. Usually it's like a few few words. Yeah. (laughs) Quick shout out to... Another five-star reviewer, um, QJFC. Thank you so much for your review. Again, guys, this these reviews mean so much to us. Like, it helps the podcast, and we love reading them. It's truly our bread and butter. Like, I, it, the serotonin in our brain. It's like keeping us going. It truly, please keep us going <laughs> with your reviews. Thank you so much. Let's dive in. So the second that I realized that this was a flashback episode, I started cheering. Um, <laughs> I'm so ready for this. I vaguely remember watching this back in 2008 and loving it. We love a time a time flashback episode. So here we go. Opens in the ZBZ house. We see our first post-Lizzie era meeting mm-hmm. ran by Miss Cartwright. She's talking about the new rules that were actually good for the chapter, like more study hours for the freshmen, which Rebecca scoffs at, mm-hmm. among other things that she has qualms with, actually doing their community service hours. And then she says, oh yeah, and one more thing, we're ready to have some real Zeta Beta fun. And everybody's cheering. They're so excited. It's a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And Franny is actually kind of being a hype girl in the audience. She's like, it's kind of clear that they still have like, I almost want to say feelings for each other. Like, it's the vibe. It's very much like when Evan approached Casey in the driveway a few episodes back. And it's like, right. they ver- there's like still something there. Like, they have this sisterly bond. Well, it seems like it's there for Franny, but not for Casey. Like, but no, but Casey's kind of eyeing her in the audience a little bit and being like, oh, like, no, because she thinks, she, like, at one point someone kind of, like, clears their throat. And she goes, what was that, Franny? Like, she's ready to, like, jump No, I Franny. know, but I also think she's feeling both feelings. Mm. Yeah, like, it's almost like when you are doing a presentation or something and, like, your crush is in the class, so you're pretty much just giving the presentation to your crush. Like, that's all you're thinking about. That's exactly what this is. Yeah, it's like, she's like, I'm talking to everybody, but I'm also, like, I'm hyper-fixated and aware on what Mm -hmm. Franny's going to do. And Franny leans over to Rebecca and goes, isn't Casey doing such a good job? And Rebecca goes, better than our last president. Beats our last president. I love that. I love that moment. I I do love... To her face. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that Rebecca Franny standoff. Chilling, truly. Rebecca... I forgot she hated her. Yeah, Rebecca doesn't really like many people. I think she (laughs) kind of likes Ashley. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ashley and Kathy are really the only ones. Yeah. Franny did use Rebecca Mm -hmm. for the Jets. Right, and then she was ready to throw her under the bus when she thought that she was the one who wrote the article. Right. 
So the next night is the All Greek Ball, AGB. It's the premier Greek event, actually, if you guys didn't know. And Casey reminds the girls of this, and she says, I hope you've been skipping desserts where you need to, yep. because this is the time to show off. Yeah, uh, was, you know, you couldn't let a moment go by. No, you can't, because then somebody might, like, have a shot at a normal kind of coping mechanism. The fat in phobia life. in this episode was running rampant. I mean, in this whole show. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I love dessert, side note. I would be so upset if someone ever told me that. I have a dessert with every meal, including breakfast. It's just a bizarre, <laughs> it's a bizarre thing to say when the stakes seem so low for this Greek ball that hasn't happened in two years. It hasn't been happening in two years, like you said. And Rebecca asks why, and Casey says there was a snafu at the ball two years ago, <laughs> and just brushes it off, like, doesn't want to talk about it, so we already know. Mm-hmm. This snafu, we're getting the details, we're getting into the nitty gritty, this is the crux of the And episode. it obviously involves her. Oh, <laughs> totally. she's definitely at the center. Was the last ball their freshman year and now they're juniors? Yes. yes. Okay. And she says the best behavior at the ball could be another step towards getting the dean's restrictions lifted, so it's like a big deal, this ball, like... Now we're in the KT house, and he is announcing that none of them are, in fact, going to the All Greek Ball. And uh, this might come as a surprise. Uh, Rusty is aghast. <laughs> surprise. He if there's he an event, fun. if there's an event, Rusty's going to participate. Yeah, he and he's going to actually kind of make it all about him. No. <laughs> <laughs> he he'll be the center of it, and then Cappy. Says, like, fun if you're looking for a prom part two. Another surprise, Rusty says he didn't have a prom part one. That kind of broke my heart. <laughs> He's not nice to women, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah. This is turning into a Rusty hate pod. <laughs> I saw this it's comment on Reddit. Accident. Did you guys oh, see yeah? that comment? There's like the, on the Greek Reddit, someone just posted, like, I hate Rusty Cartwright. <laughs> I mean, I'm if ready you're... for his character development. Right. I think it's happening slowly, 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 but surely. I do. Snail glacial pace, but hopefully it's. I have faith that it will happen eventually. Cappy also won't tell the pledges of KT why no one is going. It's taboo. The snafu is taboo. Some of them seem to know, but like Rusty obviously doesn't know. The pledges don't. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. right. Yeah, they don't seem to care either. <laughs> Except no Rusty. No one but Rusty wants to go to this thing. Like, it's a school function. Yeah, it feels very, like, cotillion. Mm-hmm. And also, like, go ahead, Rusty. Casey has no repercussions ever. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he could go. Yeah. Now we get a flashback to freshman year for Cappy mm-hmm. and Evan. Mm-hmm. Um, they're college roommates, and Evan looks comically old. <laughs> he looks... Yeah. Such a stretch. That, that, <laughs> the facial hair, I, I don't know why they put facial hair on him trying to make him look younger. Oh, the goatee, the blonde goatee. Uh, I mean, I was 17 when I started college. He looks <gasps> 37 in that. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I looked like a child freshman mm-hmm. year, and now I look like a teenager. <laughs> but in freshman year of college, I looked like a child. Oh, yeah, full, like, baby moon face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just... Not he's a full grown man. They both look older in what they put them in, like the costumes. They didn't really do anything for Cappy. Yeah, actually, those leather braces. I mean, I guess it was only two years ago. Right. (laughs) Also, this might be controversial. I don't feel like they had good chemistry in this scene. 
Yeah. I feel like they were trying to make it seem like they were like really good best friends and it felt tense. It did. It honestly was giving me broke back well, mountain. Oh my god. <laughs> I will say I think that like what you're supposed to get from their friendship as we learn later is that yes, they're very close friends, but clearly there's an undercurrent of like competition. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like right away, Cappy kind of starts ragging on Evan like what is this look? Like this isn't your signature chambers look and Evan is uh, like oh, I'm trying yeah. to get away from that. So it's clear that Cappy kind of gives Evan grief, even though they are these great friends. Mm-hmm. And it, it doesn't seem like Evan is as into that dynamic as Cappy is. Right. And they're talking about their camp days together. And, yeah, Evan says the look is because he's going for more Evan, less Chambers. Okay, we'll see how that turns and out. And then immediately starts talking about wanting to rush, which is like, okay, that's the most Chambers thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he <laughs> convinces Cappy to rush with him that night who's resistant but ultimately he agrees he wants to be with his friend and what else is he gonna do it's a strange scene i'm gonna be honest and evan like lures him in he's like does he say it's like animal house or old school (gasps) oh wasn't it goodfellas no no i think it's old school it was old school no it's just like goodfellas (laughs) (laughs) it was like the godfather part two (laughs) i love that he said it'll be just like aquamarine (laughs) this is gonna be just like i got us matching mini starfish to put in our ears (laughs) oh my gosh to give us some confidence before we rush affirmations Save it for the Patreon episode. <laughs> Coming soon. Um, now Rebecca asks Casey about how she doesn't have a date. She just approaches her. I know. It's she truly. It's a drive-by shooting. Mm-hmm. She, Casey's sitting at a table. Rebecca walks up. She's sitting there with Ashley. Rebecca walks up. Says, "I hear you don't have a date for the ball." And then Casey points out that Cappy hates the dances, and then should they find out Rebecca is not going. Yeah, I know. She's it was like, a weird... Yeah. It was a weird flex. It yeah. was a weird flex. She said they made alternative plans, and Casey's like, hmm, yeah, exactly. I wonder if it's because Rebecca deep down wants to go, and she's maybe hurt that she can't, but it's not really reading as that in this scene. If Yeah, I feel like she just wanted to get to, a little dig in. Yeah. So... Ashley also doesn't have a date, and she says she was planning on going with Casey, which I love for them. Also, when she, there's so much queer coding in this moment when yeah. she's like, who are you going with? And she's like, this really hot junior that I know, or something like that. And then she's like, and her name is Casey Cartwright. Yeah. They it's love. like, wow, okay. I just want them to have their, like, platonic life, partner life on some beautiful farm and, like... Vermont. I know. Or yeah, like I Poughkeepsie. want them to be life partners, and and I do kind of want, I do want Evan and Cappy to kiss. I'll keep saying it. I honestly thought we might get that in this episode. <laughs> Stop it! Just come on, Thomas. I can't truthfully say that. <laughs> Casey's talking about how she still doesn't trust Franny, and Ashley is kind of like thinks she's being a little too much. Yeah, this. she's like, kind of get over it, which. Yeah, I kind of agree with Ashley, too. I get, I think Casey's right to be suspicious, but at the end of the day, what's she going to do, burn the house to the ground? Or I guess ruin her relationship and strip her of her title. I guess there are worse, there are things that Franny could do. I think it's like, Ashley's like, okay, yeah, she could be up to something, but, like, it's not worth worrying about right now. Like, she's not back in the house yet, you know, she's still at this, like, arm's length. 
But she's then, like obsessing over it. I don't. But then Casey compares her to a pit bull, to Franny to a pit bull, and says who would seem cuddly, but then like bite something or like eat something, and it's like we it, don't slander pit bulls. No, on this justice for pit bulls. I love pit bulls. I love pit bulls. They're actually Some very sweet animals. Yes. yes, they look like little seals. They're so cute, and, and they're often like overlooked, uh, like yes. in shelters. Because of this kind of you know rhetoric, Casey. Yeah. Anyway. Then Sorry. Franny walks in with her laundry basket wearing a f- plaid flannel. Franny, she's cosplaying like down and out. Franny like, is doing laundry for like six days. I know. Oh my god! I say it's it's the world's longest load of laundry. We'll get it's, it's this is her version of Animal Farm. <laughs> Rusty took eight years to read Animal Farm, even though he didn't put it down. And we find out that she is bringing her laundry because her new apartment that she has to live in because she can't live in the house. Uh, the rats <laughs> chewed through the plumbing. Ew. <laughs> okay. I guess Ohio and New York problems. <laughs> yeah. Like, where was she living? Were they making it trying to seem like she was living in, like, a really... A terrible gross. situation. Yeah. I think so. Like... Because all of a sudden she's poor since she can't live in the ZBZ house. Maybe this is all that was left. Yeah, very odd. We don't get a lot of context there. But Ashley feels bad for her, you can tell. Yeah. Now we get another flashback of young Casey and Ash. So adorable. Mm -hmm. Meeting in the laundry room. They look so cute. They do. I love Casey's hair extensions. I know. And her pigtails. The low pigtails. Mm -hmm. She looks good with long hair. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're bonding over um, a gross clump of hair that Casey finds in the dryer, and they freak oh. out about. This God, is when this gave me war flashbacks of like doing your laundry in those communal laundry mats. Oh like, my God. but specific. This doesn't happen in other places. Like this was specific to college. The clumps of hair that would be in there. It was oh so yeah, because it's like no never cleaned. cleaned. It. Yeah. No. We get more of a backstory on Ashley here. We find out she has a big family two sisters and a brother and then she asks Casey if she has any siblings to which she responds not really you would think that like something terrible went down with her and Rusty I know like, what, oh that's my god I didn't that's even catch me. that I didn't yeah. even notice that because I was so focused on Ashley's family that I didn't even register that Casey said no like when I was watching this I was like oh yeah she is an only child she <laughs> says not really Oh it sounds god. like you know she had to disown Rusty or something like meanwhile he's just back in Chicago yeah, what a weird thing like, to really say. really weird. It, it's giving, I accidentally killed my sibling in childhood. <laughs> yeah. I was a twin and I ate him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because she didn't even know that she would be friends with Ashley. Like, she's telling a stranger that she doesn't really have a sibling. Yeah, it's really, really odd. <laughs> That's how she reinvents herself, by just being an only child. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, it's like Anna Delvey. It's Invent, exactly like inventing Anna, Casey. Inventing Cartwright. <laughs> they start talking about Rush and they agree that they should be Rush buddies and they're so excited and I love this for them. Then Miss Franny walks in high on her preppy horse mm-hmm. with another ZBZ. It's Libby. Oh, it's Libby. Uh-huh. It is Libby. It's the girl from Gotta Kick It Up, the Disney Channel movie. <laughs> but Libby's making her resurgence. Yeah, she hasn't been in any episodes, I think, since the pilot. Well, she she might have been. Maybe she was it. shooting Gotta Kick It Up. Oh. Um, actually, I think that was really old. <laughs> I think that was like before. 90s. Maybe they were. Maybe she was doing, like, reunion. Season <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Season yeah. Friday. Yeah, yeah. Mary Cabrera. I know. Yep, yep. Okay, I've seen it. Okay. Honestly, we should try to interview her. 
<laughs> Libya or America? <laughs> Both. Does anyone know America Ferrera? Who's listening? Right Anna. Anna Sophia Roth. Do you know America Ferrera? Oh my God, Josh Hutcherson knows America Ferrera. <laughs> Wait, America Ferrera went to my. She didn't go to my school, but she was at my school once. <laughs> Thomas <laughs> giving a speech with um, like with Chelsea Clinton. What? <laughs> This sounds like a fever dream. It's real, I swear. I was like in the library and someone's like America Ferrer and just walked through here. And someone, wait, Chelsea Clinton was there, but someone said America Ferrer. They were, they were there together. I think it was during, um, so it was before, this was 2015, so it was like when Hillary was running. But they were like doing campaign stuff I'm for her. Crying. Oh my god. So uh. I do have a connection to America Ferrer. Anyway, it was Libby and. They're clearly, like, scouting for new um, pledges, and she's claiming that the water in the ZBZ house is shut off, which might be true, but she might just be, like, prowling the campus for pretty Mm. girls. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's what she's doing. Yeah, it is. It's predatory. (laughs) It sounds really bad when you say it out loud. That's what it is. I can see other sororities doing this, too. Like, it doesn't... I can see, like people who are, like, who take it so seriously, like, when school starts. Like, let's just walk around the dorms and, like... Oh, yeah, that happens. So, Brandy points out Casey's uh, designer clothes um, and then asks to borrow some of her detergent, and it, it kind of flusters Casey. Mm-hmm. They have chemistry. There's something between them, I'm telling you. Yeah, she's because Casey has a Marc Jacobs shirt or something. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how great ZBZ is and how they can't wait for rush to be over and to get all their cool pledges for the best house and they immediately stop talking when someone who I guess is allegedly ugly yeah it was so weird in, like an uglier girl that they're implying that was weird it also was someone who was like much older yeah did you notice that like I thought I thought that they stopped talking at first because it was like an RA maybe that was I don't know well, confusing. If Franny's doing that thing where like she's talking to Libby, but she's not actually talking to Libby. She's like, Libby's saying, like, Oh, I just wish Rush was over. And Franny's like, Well, we have to be getting the best girl. Like, you know, she's still facing Casey and Ashley while having this conversation with Libby that she's clearly having just to like, you know, influence them. Totally. It's yeah. a, Casey's her rush crush. When she when she like goes dead silent when that girl walks in, that was so weird. I know. I thought I knew that girl from something. <laughs> I thought, Stop it. Thomas, I thought, Thomas, if you I thought, went to high school with her. <laughs> no, I thought I thought that she was going to be like an actual character. Like I thought that this was going to go somewhere and then it just didn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Franny says we can only take the best. Now we, the flashback is over, and Calvin walks into the Omega Chi house with Evan's dry cleaning. Very Chambers, mm-hmm. not very Evan of him. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just kind of chit-chatting about how Omega Chi is a better fit for him than KT. And they're kind of, like, laughing it off, and they're like, yeah, I can't believe you were considering KT, blah, blah, blah. It's a short scene. Um... Well, Evan says, like, I think you just have to give the guys a chance. Like, he's giving that whole spiel again. Like, you'll be one of the most popular brothers or something? Or is that later? Most liked. Yeah, he does say, like, just give them a chance. Like, give them time. Like, you'll warm up to the guys. We shall see. 
Yeah. There is a lot of parallels I've noticed too with like Evan seeing Calvin and then I think seeing like himself in Calvin. Did you guys notice that? I think Evan sees in Calvin and Omega Kai he wishes Omega Kai was. Mm. Yeah. Like, I I think Calvin is technically exactly the kind of guy Omega Kai would want, but realistically, they're actually way more, like, self-involved and, like, vain than that. Yeah. Now we're flashback to Cappy and Evan at Rush, um, leaving one of the houses, and they're discussing how everyone loves Evan, and he's saying, like, he didn't even have to drop his last name. And Cappy is basically saying he thinks this whole thing is dumb. And Evan goes in for the hard sell. He goes, four more years of camp, but with girls and beers. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah, Come that on, sounds like, oh my god. I just can't imagine being straight. <laughs> and then we find out. I'm not convinced this is how straight guys talk to each other. But, I know. I mean, we wouldn't know. <laughs> That's true. And who knows? Evan and Cappy might kiss. <gasps> if your dreams not. come true, Thomas. I mean, <laughs> thank God Thomas didn't write this in middle school. I feel like it could be fanfic. <laughs> I know. I would have been all over this. <laughs> but then we get like this huge bombshell, and we find out that. Evan is the one that's interested in KT in the first place. He's mm-hmm. saying, that's the house I'm interested in. Which they point to the KT house. It. it looks even worse. It's in shambles. Yeah, I didn't realize it was called Capital Gamma until this moment. Like, I'm sure they've mentioned it before, but I just did not realize that. I yeah. feel like maybe the Gamma fell off the building, so now it's just Capital. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then we're back in the ZBZ house. Casey and Ash walk into Casey's room. Also, side note, Casey has a full bed. Is that a thing people had in college? I certainly didn't. I had an extra long twin. Except in my yeah, apartment. I think I think maybe if you were like she has like a oh she's a junior suite kind of yeah. thing. Like she has a position. She and Ashley. So I feel like maybe they have a better room. That's like bigger. it's a stretch on campus though. I'll on agree campus, with you, you would not have that, right? Yeah, but on her very nice bed, there is a note, and it just says Casey in, like, really cute little, like, puff paint. Mauve puff paint. In mauve puff paint. Yeah, and Casey's, like... signature. Yeah, she's, like, I recognize that anywhere. And so Casey knows immediately it's from Franny, and Ashley's, like, Casey, this is harmless. But Casey's, like, no, this is, you know, some sort of manipulation tactic. It's just a thank you note. For, like, letting her do laundry. Yeah, it was something so sweet. And then... A bit overkill. It was overkill, for sure. It was, like, that one time I applied for a job, and someone gave me advice (laughs) that I should write... (laughs) That I should write personalized thank you notes to every recruiter I talked to. Oh, my God. And then I didn't get the job. So... I think that that's, like, actually creepy. Like, if someone sent me mail... It was too far. I was a a misguided 24-year-old. That is advice that, like, people give. Like, I took some kind of career class in college, and everyone that spoke was like, write thank you letters. And then I remember thinking, like, that's scary. Jacqueline, I feel like you do write thank you letters. I write thank you emails. (laughs) Okay. That's different. I'm not sending them to their place of work. I feel like you love a a handwritten note. I've received many. Okay, I send thank you notes to a friend. Yeah. Sure. And for a job (laughs) interview, like, a thank you email is totally appropriate. Like, you don't need to write... Thank you notes on lemon stationery. And also, Erin, my thank you notes are not written with puff paint because I do not have the wrist control for that. 
Fair enough. <laughs> and then we get this moment where Ashley says, you know, Franny was lost this last semester and like she's act- been acting weird lately, but she wasn't always like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, this leads into another flashback um, where, oh my God, I'm so glad I get to talk about this. It was oh my God. <laughs> the freshman skits during Rush and the ZBCs are doing like this Grey's Anatomy themed uh, skit. And of course, Franny is the star. She's the Meredith Grey. And they're, the, the scene is essentially like this girl who decided not to rush ZBZ is dying. <laughs> right. And there's this new ZBZ who we have yet to meet who is also a lesbian. And her name is Robin. And she's basically playing Mr. McDreamy or Dr. McSteamy, <laughs> one of the two. Professor McDreamy. Yeah. But then, uh, so the skit wraps up. And they play this, like, recording that's Franny's voiceover, basically, like, doing a very Grey's Anatomy spoof. Um, I thought this was actually adorable. I thought it would be so fun to do something like this. It's well executed. I love a good skit. Oh, hell yeah. Like, remember skits? Mm. Absolutely. Um, But then the ZBCs bring out these donuts, and Ashley gasps, and she's like... With a perfect scoop of ice cream on top. Yeah, and it How looks... How good did that look? It looks so good. I love paint frosting. <laughs> I know. It looks the way play food looks. Yes. I, when you really want to eat it. I wonder mm-hmm. if it was fake. I have oh, to be. Because we actually never see anyone eat it. Well, yeah. we see Ashley post eating it. Yeah, I, but it's... Basically, Ashley gasps. And she immediately is like, oh my god, this could be the, the donut test. Like, I heard there's a sorority that's like, it depends on which one you eat first, the ice cream or the donut. And they make their decision based off of that. So Franny approaches Casey with the donut, ice cream, amazing pastry looking thing. Mm-hmm. And Casey rejects it. And she says no. And then she says, like, I don't want to be a part of a sorority that judges its sisters based on if they eat a piece of fried dough or... Or how they eat a piece of fries. Yeah, something like that. And that charms Franny because she's like, oh, a sister who thinks for herself. She says dangerous, but could be trained, threatening, but could be trained the right way. And that is also foreshadowing. Okay, the actual quote is really good. She says, a girl who thinks for herself, threatening, but properly trained, a great asset to the house, which is a fucking wild thing to say out loud to somebody. If someone said that to me, I would run for my life. Talk about foreshadowing. Girl, yeah. I literally wrote, girl, run. Girl, run. Yeah. Sounds like a cult. But Casey Honestly. loves it. Yeah. Oh, Casey oh, she loves is, it. She's like, oh my God, I did. She totally, she like, she did that thing that like that happens in movies where it's like you have two options and then she does a completely different option, but it like works so much better. Yeah. The hero's journey. So Starring cool. Casey Cartwright. <laughs> but then... So that is kind of the end of that flashback. And we're back in Rusty's dorm. He's doing research really aggressively on his computer. And Dale's like, hey, like, watch it. Like, the the keyboard is the most sensitive part of a a machine. But Rusty's, like, saying, I gotta find out about what happened at this all-Greek ball. Rusty asks Dale, are you gonna do, are you gonna do a USAG ball? Or something like that. I don't exactly remember how they get on that topic. No, Dale says he's throwing the USAG ball. He offers that up. And it's going to be a sin-free evening. Yes, that's <laughs> what it is. I love that. I'm going to put that on, like, a birthday card invitation. Like, a sin-free evening. Oh, my <laughs> God. Maybe for our, um, our live show. Oh, yes. A sin-free evening. <laughs> so, yeah. Dale's doing the USAG ball. Rusty's trying to do this research. And then... 
Dale asks about Calvin, and Rusty says they're not on speaking terms. And then Rusty says it's because of the Capital Omega Kai drama, and it's gotten in the way of the friendship. Dale is like, so you're letting an organization come between you and your best friend? And uh, Rusty says you've never, like, ended a friendship over, like, um, contrasting views or something like yeah. that. And then we get a flashback Then we get <laughs> a really bizarre flashback that feels like it's from the 70s. It's so funny. So the flashback looks like it's from the 70s, and Dale, it's a really quick scene where Dale basically is talking to someone, like a friend, presumably, inviting him to his youth group. And the friend says his mom is forcing him to convert into Catholicism. And then Dale, like, shoves him to the the ground. ground. (laughs) It's giving George Michael Bluth. Oh, my God. Yes. It was so bizarre, but it's like everybody gets a flashback this season, (laughs) I guess, including Dale. This was my favorite one. I laughed out loud. I thought it was really funny. It's also like what? Like Catholicism. Yeah. So that's the end of that flashback and of Dale's, I guess, scenes for this episode. And then uh there's this sort of seductive scene where Rebecca is on top of Cappy and she's talking about, you know, I would love to go to the ball, this would be my first ball. Um Cappy does have shoes on in the bed. They're cowboy boots. Uh, I can't. Shoes in the bed. I'm sorry. I don't even let people wear shoes in my apartment. Shoes in the bed bed. makes me Cowboy boots in the bed. Yeah. And Cappy's still basically explaining, like, it's not that I don't want to go with you, Rebecca. It's that I just don't want to go at all. Like, he's once again not explaining why. Mm -hmm. But conveniently, we get a flashback of Cappy and Evan at the what was, I guess, their first Capital Rush party. And it's looking very typical to Capital Rush parties. It's, you know, people everywhere, dancing, drinking. And there's an ice luge. So uh, Cappy gets really excited by this. And one of the Capital brothers starts pouring this mysterious red alcohol into it that looks like blood. Yeah. And I've never done an ice luge, so I was a little confused. <laughs> I have done an ice luge. But this did get me thinking, where do you think you buy ice luges? Yeah, yeah, I think you have to commission them. Oh my god, really? That's a very expensive thing with not a lot of, like, reward. And also, no pun intended, but is there anything more chilling than an ice luge in a post-COVID era? (gasps) Yeah, no, never. Oh my god. At a frat house, no less. At a KT house. COVID started at the KT house, and you can't convince me otherwise. (laughs) Oh my god, actually you're so right. And then, so Cappy does the ice luge, he's able to basically down an entire bottle of this alcohol, and he gets up, everyone thinks he's like gonna pass out, vomit, maybe even die, but he just burps, and everyone's like cheering for him, like he's all of a sudden like super popular, Egyptian Joe is, you know, applauding him, they're all like, he would be the perfect new brother, but Evan, you can start to kind of see is feeling insecure, because... Mm -hmm. He just doesn't really fit in quite the same way that Cappy does. But everyone's only impressed with Evan because he knows Cappy. Um, and Beaver's in the scene. He has, like, long, blonde, flowy hair. Beaver has a bob. Yeah, it's an amazing bob. It's, like, bleached. Evan unfortunately meets Egyptian Joe at the yes. bar. And he's, like, realizing that Egyptian Joe is not charmed by him. And that's when he says, like, my name's Evan Chambers. And Egyptian Joe has no idea who he is like that does not ring a single bell for him 
he's not impressed at all by Evan or by Evan's like backstory or upbringing. He's only likes the fact that he's Cappy's roommate. And then he adds Chambers International because he thinks oh. Egyptian Joe thinks he's talking about like a hockey player. Yes. <laughs> and then when he says Chambers International, he goes, "I don't follow soccer." Or more like, I don't follow soccer. Yeah, oh my god, you you're do the voice really, so well. Yeah, you're getting good at your Egyptian joke. <laughs> but that's when Cappy spots Casey across the party, and she's looking super cute in her pigtails. Or maybe, maybe she's not in pigtails. I think she just has the long... She has like a half up, half down. Um, do it's like lightly, like some loose, like ta- early Taylor Swift curls. Yeah, and she's wearing a cardigan with a floral dress. Yeah, and so he approaches her, and they start talking. He thinks it's cute that her name is Casey Cartwright because of alliteration. Sexy alliteration. Yeah, and he, I think he offers her a shot or something, or the ice luge. Body no. shot. Body shot, that's what it is. And she's like, I mean... Let's do something. She's like, I kind of want to keep my clothes on. Also, someone else is getting me a drink right now. And we learn very quickly that the person who's getting her a drink is Evan. And we immediately see, like, the love triangle just, like, starting to form. Cappy's not upset by this, but Evan is clearly upset by this. Yes. Cappy doesn't really seem to care. Mm -mm. He's like, oh, like him? Like, I would trust him. Like, all this. Like, he's... Very, like, pleased that she's met Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think he sees Evan as a threat at all, but Evan clearly sees Cappy as a threat. Yeah, and just as that starts to brew, Ashley comes out of, really out of nowhere, and she (laughs) pulls Casey onto the dance floor and is like, I love this song, let's go dance. It's really cute. Like, I wish I even knew what the song was, but I did not. (laughs) Shazam. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Wear Shazam when you need it. Yeah, it was a really cute dynamic. They're all just having a lot of fun together. And then Casey kind of does that thing where she, like, puts her arms around Cappy and, like, they're doing kind of, like, a cute little flirty dance. Yeah, I felt like it was awkward. For Evan. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's awkward. Like, it it definitely reminded me of, like, high school dance era where it's like, oh, wait, I thought that person had a crush on this person, but now they're flirting with this person. Yeah. Like, things are just changing so rapidly. And also, uh, I guess Cappy does like to dance. Yeah. He did. He did, at least. Dot, dot, dot. And then, flashback ends. We're back at Omega Kai. Evan says he's going to need a sober pledge for the ball. Calvin volunteers, and he's like, it's fine. I don't have a date. Unless one of you guys want to go with me. Kind of teasing everyone. But they all kind of respond, and they're like, no. Like, very (laughs) seriously. They're they're laughing a little, but they're like, no. Yeah, they, they look visibly uncomfortable. But I do love that Calvin's like... He's, like, kind of having fun with it now. Yeah. Like, he definitely... He's owning it. Yeah, he's owning his sexuality. He's not in the closet anymore. And also, I think he's kind of playing with the guys a bit. That's a very quick scene. And then we have another flashback of a young Cappy and Evan at Capitao chapter. So, we we see that they both were able to pledge Capitao. And Evan's wearing one of the, the beer hats, like, with multiple tubes on it. Or I guess it's, like, multiple cans of beer where you can, like, drink them. Yeah, straws. And then Evan's, he's kind of pulling a rusty a little bit. And he's like, I gotta, I have a test. Like, I really need to leave because I have to study. And they don't let him. They kind of, like, all, like, boo him when he wants to leave. Egyptian Joe clearly does not like Evan. Yeah, it's very clear from the start. Like, some... He's being so rude. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we go through, like, 
they start to introduce everyone's nickname, like the pledge's names. And Beaver got his name because he ate a table. Like he ate wood and he has a toothpick in this yeah. scene. And he's like picking out the wood, which it's, they show like a, they show, they cut to the table and it's disturbing. It's, it's really not. Creepy. It's yeah. giving puppy training. Oh, and before that too, they just say like, Cappy, your name is Cappy because it just like fits you. You're just Cappy. And then they get to Evan and they say, your nickname is Bing. And Evan immediately is like, that's not good. Evan says, like, Chandler. So we were not far off, you guys. He does. Yeah, that's right. I thought, yeah, I thought about that right away. And then, so everyone's kind of like looking around, like, should we tell him? Should we not tell him? And then Egyptian Joe says, he got it because he was on the border between a bid and a ding. Yeah, this logic made less than no sense to me, but, like, Egyptian Joe is bizarre, so I guess... Yeah, he basically says you could have been cut at any moment. Like, it's really between, like, it's like we could have both of you together, you're a package deal, or we could just have Cappy and not you, but we could never have just you and no one else. I'm just laughing because my notes did not hear correctly and I wrote between a bingo and a ding (laughs) (laughs) anyway yeah Evan's hurt he's like not okay with it and which like I understand that's so mean they're really they it's 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 cruel it's it's actually like really really cruel because it's not even funny no and uh, I have to say like Cappy, come on, man. This is your childhood friend. You should have been like, hey, like, let's send him yeah. a nickname. Like, clearly you have some cachet in this social group. Like, he could have definitely said, like, let's let's pick something else for him. Also, even just the fact that he says, like, you guys are only, you're only here because of your roommate. Like, we would keep your roommate, but not you alone. Mm-hmm. That's so mean. Yeah, he goes, it's you and him or just him, but not you. It goes through, like, five scenarios. It's like, if he's in, you're in. If you're in, he's in. If he's out, you're out. If you're out, he's still in. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Yeah, wow. You have a good, good memory. memory. <laughs> <laughs> I, I recently got Athletic Greens. Um, <laughs> if they want to sponsor us. <laughs> it's been helping my recall. So then we're at ZBZ, and Casey is, like, digging around in this jewelry box to find a bracelet when she comes across... Her big sis, little sis letter from Franny. And so we go into a flashback of the girls at the ZBZ house two years ago getting their big sis. And Ashley is getting her her big sis, who is Robin. And Robin clearly, like, really likes Ashley. But she also seems really nice. And, like, yeah. they, they seem sweet. And then Franny goes, and her letter is creepy but sweet. What else do we expect? You know, it's going to have some kind of weird cultish undertone. She, like, says, like, like our founding sister, Octavia Duval Jones said, which also triggered a memory for me, because every founding sorority member had three names. <laughs> I swear, like, this yeah. is, like, a requirement. Like serial killers. <laughs> right. Um, so, like, Franny's letter is all about sticking together, and, like, after Casey kind of comes out of this flashback, she's smiling, thinking about it. And so then she also picks up this, like, old folded photo of her and Evan, and as she's looking at this photo, Franny comes in and asks if 
Casey wants to go to Dobbler's before the Greek ball, and Casey says no. Um, and as she's leaving, Casey opens the other side of the photo, and we see that it's actually Cappy on the other side. Yes. This, the three amigos. It was the three amigos. I do love that dynamic. Obviously, it's clear it could never last, but right. it is it is a sweet idea. And so we Wait, just, can I say something yeah. about Fran and Casey real quick? Sure. I feel like this scene, I was thinking... They're weirdly two peas in a pod, Mm -hmm. but I think the thing about them is that they have the ability to bring out the best and worst in each other. Mm. 100%. They're like a twin flame situation. Yes. Like, it can really... The pendulum can swing so far in both directions. I also kind of feel like they're like the devil and angel. Like, they have two sides of the same coin. Like, they both are so passionate about the sorority, both want to be, like, leaders, but for different reasons. Like, Franny mm-hmm. has the more insidious reasons. Like, she really wants power for herself. And Casey has the more, like, Lizzie-like reasons. Like, she really buys into what a sorority should be. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Aaron, good observation. Thank you. Twin flame. <laughs> so then we have a flashback of Cappy and Casey sitting on his twin extra-long dorm bed. <laughs> and Evan is, like, kind of breaking the news to both of them that he's leaving KT and rushing Omega Kai. And Casey's, like, acting as the mediator between them. Like, she's really... She's giving big uh, girl at a party getting between her boyfriend and another guy at a fight. In her cuffed caprice. Don't fight. No, no. Stop. Calm down. That whole thing. But Cappy's really upset. And Casey, like, keeps trying to, you know, bring it back. And she's like, you know, we're the three musketeers, whatever, kind of saying this won't change things. But it's very clear that the dynamic has shifted. And that things will be different. And Evan says he has to study. And so her and Cappy leave. So then at Dobbler's, this is now the current timeline, Rusty runs into Calvin and it's just so deeply awkward. Like they both don't really know how to talk to one another. I think Rusty asks Calvin if he's going to the ball and he says no. And Rusty says he isn't going either. Cappy sees this like interaction happening and it brings him to a flashback of him singing karaoke, I guess at Dobbler's. Because mm-hmm. remember Ashley sang at Dobbler's karaoke oh, right, night right. on the, um, the episode where the they lost power. The spooky yes. one. Yeah. yeah. Spookiest night. Wow, good recall. So he's singing karaoke. He's really good. Everybody's yeah. just... Well, I guess he's he like does, fine. He's fine, but like I didn't expect anything, but he does sing, huh? And my crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah. yeah, he's really good in that show. So Casey is like awkwardly sitting there among all of the like KT pledges. Like you can tell that she's just kind of had to become this like guy's girl like by being with Cappy. And after Cappy finishes his song, she goes up to him and says like, okay, like can we go home now? And he's like, no, no, one more song, one more song. And you can just tell she's like kind of over this. Like... She then goes to the bar and she sees Evan. This is the start of his, you know, suit obsession. We see him rocking one for the first time. And she said that, you know, she's barely seen him for the last six months. So it's clear that this choice to pledge Omega Kai has very much created a divide between the Cappy-Evan friendship. Mm Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of saying, like, talking about, like, Cappy's party habits. And Evan is still very much sticking up for Cappy. He's, like, he's a really good guy, you know, but he is the life of the party. Like, he's just saying, like, this is how he is. And she's like, yeah, well, you did this to him. You introduced him to Capitalic, kind of jokingly. And Evan is like, oh, what does he say? He's like, 
I just brought the monster to Tokyo or something. Yeah, because I think they're comparing it like to Godzilla. Godzilla, yeah. yeah. But they still are talking about him very lovingly, but it's clear that Casey is, like, not having regrets, but is just, like, very frustrated with, like, Cappy's immaturity. And, like, this for the first time, you know how we're always, like, oh, like, Cappy, or Casey asks, like, acts like Cappy is, like, such a bad boyfriend or, like, such a bad person, which I still haven't seen that. Like, we don't see him cheating on her or anything. He just seems, like, very mature and very all-consumed with, like, his freshman year fraternity friends Mm -hmm. which i feel like definitely happens to a lot of guys so she goes in to like fix evan's collar and they kind of have like a spark moment yeah sparks fly sparks Mm -hmm. fly she says that she's gonna go home and he's like oh i'll walk you and she tries to say goodbye to cappy but he's so preoccupied he's putting on another song and as she's walking out the door he says he's dedicating it to the most beautiful girl casey cartwright and he looks up to find her, and she's leaving with Evan. And he reacts as though this is a real concert. <laughs> yeah. He's acting like she just left one of his shows. As though he needs to. She yeah. also did tell him she was leaving. Yeah. And he said one more song, and then he goes and does a third song. Yeah, and yeah. he thinks he's a rock star. I, I think Casey has misremembered the dynamic like thinking that he was like purposefully kind of mean to her which who knows like maybe you know in another flashback episode but it seems like he's just become all consumed with capital so then we see casey at the zvz house she's running around looking for ashley's lip gloss and she runs into franny this is a very short scene because we immediately go back to a flashback of the ball two years ago and Casey is standing at the front door of the ZBZ house. Franny's date, Dino, who is actually the current president of Omega Chi, is picking her up. And she spots Casey and is like, why are you still here? She's wistfully looking out the window in a gown. I know. It's, she looks really pretty. I know. They did a really good job of making her look young. Can't say yeah. the same for Evan. Really, but. really good job. Yeah, Evan went in the opposite direction. <laughs> so I know because when he's super clean shaven and like he kind of has that like he baby, baby doll face, face. Yeah. yeah anyway whatever so she's like standing by the door and Franny Franny is pissed immediately mad this is the part that's like Goodfellas <laughs> yes <laughs> right so um she she Casey's like no 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 you guys go I'm, I'm fine I'm just gonna wait and Casey goes off to find Cappy at his dorm. He, she gets into the dorm. Evan's the only one there. And Evan admits that Cappy went to the KT house to get ready. And Casey says, a pre-party? Like, isn't it just a pre-game? I don't know. Maybe yeah. they can't say pre-game. She seems really disappointed. I when know. She finds, like, she's like, a pre-party? Casey oh. says that she's sick of it. She's sick of competing with her boy- for her boyfriend's attention with a house full of guys. Um, and then she asks why Evan isn't going. Evan says he's not going because he didn't want to just go with anyone. But then he proposes that they go as friends so she wouldn't have to waste her dress. Mm-hmm. And Casey says yes. Um, Casey looks so good in this episode, in both the flashbacks and the current The current? current I can't wait to talk about that outfit. Both dresses, yeah. And also, I feel like they're doing something a little different with her eye makeup in the current day. Yeah, it's looking really good. It's really working. Yeah. 
Anyway. So Franny shows up. This is still the flashback. Franny shows up at the KT house, and she's going to get Cappy. And Egyptian Joe... Okay, honestly, my notes for this, not going to lie, you guys, they're pretty much just... Ha, 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 ha. Oh, my God, she's eating these boys alive. So if anyone wants to jump yeah, in with what she, actually is she, she gives, like, a literary reference, which I was embarrassed because I did not oh, know. Oh, she, she calls Beaver Lenny, which she's referring to of Mice and Men. Lenny oh. is the character who accidentally kills animals because he doesn't realize his own strength, and mm. then he does kill a woman, and then he is shot in the head by his best friend. I it's a dark it. reference. Spoiler alert. You guys are Spoiler to a 100-year-old right novel. It's another 11th grade book, you guys. I read this book when I was a sophomore in high school. So It's also a weird one to reference. Um, I Maybe I don't not. know. Beaver does give Lenny vibes occasionally. <laughs> so I, I, I get it. Um, of course, Beaver doesn't know what she's talking about. Then she just is absolutely roasting Egyptian Joe. Like, she's like... What are you, 45? Like, <laughs> and he's like, I have nowhere to go. Yeah, yeah, he has a breakdown. And also, Cappy, we're supposed to buy that he just completely forgot. Cappy, you're sitting in a button-up. He's sitting in a button-up playing video games with Egyptian Joe. and I would be mad, too. This this scene, oh my more God. so than the singing 5 million karaoke songs. Yeah. Right. And I will say, Franny... Um, was, like, legitimately caring, too, when Casey was waiting there. She was like, we will wait with you. She was, like, not about to let her little sis yeah. be their saddle up. And no. Dino was, like, resisting. He was like, we actually really have to go. Yeah, and um, she was like, Dino's hot, also, side note. Yeah, Dino oh, was yeah. really cute. <laughs> He's <laughs> stunning. <laughs> As Egyptian Joe would say. Yeah. But, yeah, Franny's like, have fun, Egyptian Joe, working. I think she calls him his real name, which I didn't catch. But she's like, have fun working your, you know... Um, minimum wage job after this like basically calling him a loser which he is is. I mean he's living in a volcano right now in a frat house in the current in the current timeline and so she's just ripping Cappy a new one and says that he'll regret hurting Casey and if she were Casey she would have already have ended it right so then we go back to current timeline again Rusty shows up at Cappy's with his stack of research He's found out the backstory on his own. He's put the pieces together. If there's a mystery, Rusty's going to solve it. He finds out that Cappy's parents ran the Arts and Crafts Center at the, at the camp that Evan's parents were, like, sponsors for. So that's how the two met. And he, he gets, acts like he has cracked some, some indecipherable code. code. Yeah. Like, like, true Da Vinci Code I moment. I feel like if he had given Cappy, like, two beers, he probably could have had the same results with, like, a quarter amount of the work. So then he gets Cappy to tell him what happened. Um, Cappy has this flash. Wait, sorry, but also I just need to point out that he is claiming that he was able to find out this information because he is so smart and is really good at search engines. And he's saying it sincerely, and it's written, like, genuine. Yeah. It's cringe. Rusty's barely in this episode, and it's still too much. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So we see what happened. Cappy missed the beginning of the dance, uh, he gets there. He's kind of disheveled. Beaver is there. He was drinking in the car over, so he's even drunker. And he sees Casey and Evan slow dancing together. And Cappy goes up to him, and he is 
so like this is the angriest we've ever seen Cappy mm-hmm. he freaks. and he freaks out Casey's like no I went to your room and you weren't there Cappy says uh, like you know something about I knew you were jealous but I didn't think you'd make a move on my girlfriend kind of thing to Evan and the guys just start to have this like insane back and forth where they're just bringing up each other's like basically childhood traumas mm-hmm. like yeah. Kathy keeps saying how no one at camp liked Evan and like how they all just tolerated him because of his parents and then he calls he makes fun of Kathy's Kathy's parents saying that they're like hippie losers or something and that starts a full on physical altercation. Kathy throws the first and very aggressive punch Yeah, I think this I think could be what Casey is referring to of Kathy not being a good guy because that was crazy and unexpected it escalated the situation so much and like then they're just fighting in the middle of this ball everyone is staring at them it's so clear that this is like a lifetime of resentment that has built up like you know what it reminded me of way less dramatic but the new girl episode where Cece and Jess have a real fight and they like start hitting each other and it's basically because they've never had a fight before, but they just, like, are passive-aggressive and holding oh all of their, yeah. like, hatred for one another. And so then they finally let it out. Obviously, the end of that episode ends a lot happier than this friendship. But, like, I, it really does feel like these guys have, like, so many things that they've kind of kept to themselves for so long about one another. Like, little things that have bothered them. And this has just, like, broken it all loose. So then we go back to current time. And Cappy walks into the ZBZ house and he sees Casey walk down the stairs and she, red is this girl's color. Seriously. I was like, mm-hmm. I just, red is a hard color to pull off. It is. And she looks Especially incredible. Especially like, I feel like blonde in red and like yes. can be kind of hard. Yes. She looks so good. The dress is it's absolutely gorgeous, dress. gorgeous on her. It's like yeah. a deep red. Yes. She looks really good. You can tell he thinks so too. She says. He says it. Yeah, she says this is deja vu, sort of. And um, he's there to get Rebecca, though. Franny walks in and goes, almost two years late. And she's holding the laundry basket. She's, she's going to pick some berries, Erin. <laughs> it's dark out now. She's just doing one item. It's dark item. out. I'm pretty sure this is days later. <laughs> I don't even know what. It's one basket full of laundry. I can't emphasize enough. It's I know. a singular basket. <laughs> So that's when Cappy tells Casey that that night Franny came to find him at the KT house. And Ka- Casey had no idea. And Cappy's like, yeah, she made Joe cry. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of telling her this. Like, she had no idea this ever went down, which is surprising. I feel like Franny would have let her know, know that, you know. And that's when Rebecca sees Cappy and he asks her to come to the dance and he's, it really does feel like with Rebecca, Cappy is trying to like right his wrongs mm-hmm. that happened with Casey. Like, you, it almost makes sense. Do you remember the episode where he says to Casey, like, she's not trying to change me and all the, like, all of those weird little things he said to her about the Rebecca relationship really come into perspective in this episode. It feels like he thinks Rebecca is his second, like, his do over. Yeah. yeah. Like I do, a clean slate. I do think this moment is cute. I'll no, it's really it. cute. Like, I'm not a Rebecca Cappy girl by any stretch of the imagination, but fine. This is cute, and I liked it. 
I don't think anyone yeah. is like, we're not team Rebecca Cappy. I think this relationship is teaching them both valuable lessons. Well, I'm normally repulsed by that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Franny is in the other room, still folding away. You know, she's still going at this pile of laundry. Casey comes in and she asks Franny about going to the KT house that night. And I think Franny says something along the lines of like, of course, you're my little sis. I was going to protect you. And Casey kind of has a change of heart and says, do you want to come to the dance with me and Ashley? Rusty is at his dorm and Dale is off to the USAG ball. And then it cuts over to Calvin alone at the Omega Chi house. He picks up his phone as if he's going to call or text Rusty. And then he just puts it back down. Um, at the, I know. I hate. I hate when Calvin has fights with anyone. It's just like sad. It's sad. Has the song started playing yet? The song. I think it starts now. The Parishers. They're at the dance. It's Cap. Cappy and Rebecca are like dancing, really cute. They pan over to um, Franny, Ashley, Casey, all having like some champagne, kind of like. Everyone seems like they're having a nice time. Evan is schmoozing it up. He's, like, walking around saying hi to all his boys. And then he and Casey kind of go for the same glass of champagne on a tray. And (laughs) that's when we get this flashback of her helping him after the big fight had broken out. And he's bleeding, and she's cleaning his cut. And this is the moment that she, you know, chose Evan, basically. Yeah. Um, God, this was so sad. This was really sad. And then he lets go of the champagne glass and just walks away. And Cappy sees, basically sees that happening. And Casey's kind of left there alone with the champagne. And her and Cappy smile at one another while he's dancing with Rebecca. And Casey kind of shakes it off, holds her head high, and walks away. I choked up. I almost choked up reading it. I was really tired watching it, to be fair, but I teared up. It was sad, and the music really added to it. Well, you we know. know it doesn't take much to make me cry at these episodes, so not the best barometer, but I feel I feel that if you got a tear, it was. I will say the champagne moment did feel a little staged, like the grabbing <laughs> the champagne glass at the same time, but I forgive them. Oh, that was the staged part? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they lost you. That's where they sort of started to lose me, but I was still emotional. Yeah. No, it was really sweet. Um, and I think it also gave, like, some context to Casey and Evan because before, I feel like we always thought that was, like, maybe her way of getting back at Cappy or, like, more of this, like, political relationship. Like, we weren't sure how genuine their love was. But after this episode, it really does seem like they had, like, maybe Evan had more love for her than I ever thought like I always thought that it was really just like she was a pawn to him but Uh, yeah I didn't think that she was a pawn to him but I questioned like how deep it went but this episode I kind of like maybe shipped them I I know I'm like oh my god I I think it might might be a better fit it made me rethink a lot of things no you can't say they're no no they're not I think Cappy is really having a lot of personal growth recently yeah, I just really yeah. liked the way Evan treated her in these episodes. He was really, like, so sweet and, like, definitely simping for Casey since the moment he saw her. There just is less, like, sexual chemistry between the two of them. Totally. Mm-hmm. But amazing episode. I think the best episode of the show so far. Can't say the same about our show. 
<laughs> we played it fast and loose with this one. <laughs> oh, it's a fun one. Buckle up. It is fun. Um, I really liked this episode a lot. Winners and losers. My winner is Franny. Yeah. I agree. Right. Great showing for Franny. I think, I think I have to say Franny. Like, when she is ripping those guys apart... I've never seen anything better. Yeah. That was amazing. For Casey, so too. Right. And it, it was genuinely for Casey. And, it, like, mm-hmm. usually... It wasn't for her own self-gain. Mm-mm. It wasn't for ZBZ. It was, you're hurting my friend. Yeah. And I so. loved... I loved the way she... What we said earlier when she's like, no, we're waiting. Yeah. Dino, sit down. Or she goes, I'll meet you there. And then he's like, okay, I'll sit down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Um, loser. Egyptian Jeff. <laughs> happy oh yeah even with his redemption with Rebecca yeah I mean I think we're just starting to get a fuller picture of like who he used to be which is disappointing it's obviously I don't think it's as bad as like Casey thinks it is still like unless we're still missing stuff but it's definitely not flattering Mm -hmm. yeah I do I have a hard time saying Cappy or Evan is the loser because they they both had some redeeming qualities but I do think that like Evan for a lot of the flashbacks was kind of the loser like he just was like the the jealous younger brother vibe he played the victim a lot I mean hey I get why he left Omega Kai for sure that was I'm sorry he left Capital that was really terrible but he definitely has that, like, all shucks kind was, of thing. What was me. Right. He could have taken that nickname in stride and, like, made the most of it. No. No. I, no. I, no. no. I, like, he was right to leave. You should know your self-worth if somebody says you're beefing a bingo in a day. <laughs> you need to leave. Oh, my God. No, Thomas. Thomas is taking such controversial... Uh... I really like to just throw a hot take in there. He should have taken it in stride. He should have taken it in stride. He could have been leading the Capitals, but he always wanted. So do they not have nicknames at Omega Kai? I don't I think they're too proper. Yeah, I, I think they you know, they want to know when it's, they're it's by last business name. contact. Yeah, later. it's by last Mr. name. It's Chambers. for pedigree. Daddy Chambers. Okay. <laughs> Zaddy International. <laughs> well that was uh, that was fun. Yeah, thanks for, for joining, joining us on this fun drop down memory lane. lane. We are getting so good at that.